Podquiz. Welcome to Pod Position, episode 126. T is A, B6. I said that earlier before we recorded, and I thought it was so great that I said it again. It didn't get a response first time, nor the second time, <laughs> which... I like the... <laughs> I just like the fact that you tried this on me once already. Yeah. I didn't laugh. And then you did it again and I was suddenly like, well, on the air, do I have to laugh at it this time? Yeah. Do I yeah. have a professional obligation to make it seem like that was a funny joke and not just a kind of shit joke? Yeah, well, the rules of, of comedy state that, you know, the, the reaction if you do it a second time is going to be less than the first time. Um, you know, unless there's some way in which repetition of the joke is makes it funnier, but that usually takes several passes. If I did one, two, six, easy as A, B, six, enough times it might be funny, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. It's funny on my third attempt. Well, there already, we go. Like, the fact that now I get that you're trying to repeat it and that you're repeating it in a context where other people know you're repeating it, it becomes vaguely amusing. Well, that's 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 the, the, the whole point of it. There are many things we could do with the joke beyond that. We could use it as a brick joke, but that's a, an entirely different form of humour. Um, but what, what interests me is you didn't laugh the first time. And if we apply the rule of comedy that the second time is less of a reaction, I got negative laughter. From yeah. from you, which is a, a pretty amazing achievement in the field of comedy, I think. Yeah, and, and you, I you sucked some laughter out of the universe. Like the universe now has less joy in it because you did a negative laugh. Damn right, I'm like a real life Dementor from the Harry Potter series of books by the J.K.R. Tolkien. Is is that the ones where they do like making out with you, but then suck out your soul and and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 kiss little boys and take their joy from them, <laughs> a, a bit like Savile, uh, in a way. Um, I, I imagine his ghost is doing similar things to the Dementors as we speak. Welcome to Podquisition. I'm your host Jim Sterling. I'm joined as always by the effervescent Laura Kate Dale. Hello. Hello, I'm here. I enjoy when you call me effervescent because every time I get pictures of myself dissolving in a bath and that's, oh, that's good. vaguely amusing. So, you know, there you go. I'm effervescent. I'm Laura. Hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by the water coming out of a sprinkler in a garden. Try drawing him as that. <laughs> Gavin Dunn, the miracle of sound. Hello, Gav. I'm sure someone will manage to make that dirty, drawing that. Probably it's actually not probably not that hard to make that drawing very dirty. Well, but, uh, it's an innocent sprinkler in a traditional yeah. English garden. Thank you very much. So it would we won't have, have any innocent. Smut. It would have been innocent until you like threw down the gauntlet that it was going to be a dirty. Image. No, this no. is yeah, this is no, good it's... enough to be on the darling buds of May. That's as wholesome as as it is. And David Jason will look at it and go, ah, <laughs> Granville, and everyone will laugh. Uh, because the, the thoughts, the thoughts I used to have about Catherine Zeta-Jones Zeta on that show were certainly not wholesome. Oh, you dirty mucky. That was another one of, of Gav's uh, rock star confessionals that we have every week on the show now. Um, <laughs> he lives the life of a rock god. Uh, it's a hard life, but it's a sexy life. And today we've learned another one of, of those just ribald confessions. Uh, it's amazing this show isn't as um, it isn't more controversial, given some of the uh, some of the things we've heard. I tell you what, if you're a new listener, go back uh, from the very beginning and listen to them all again. Stuff it gets pretty hot. 
You're allowed to yeah. lie to new listeners, aren't you? That, that's yeah, fine. yeah, it's fine. You know, if you listen that's to fine. like, if you listen again from episode one, there's an ARG, and um, you know, by the time you get to whatever episode number this is, one two six ABC six, you know, there's there's a whole secret yep. code game going on that you're gonna have to go back and re-listen to all the episodes to find it. Yeah. That's right. I lead the right. rock and roll lifestyle. He does. He does. Last and... week, last week, oh. I had like two paracetamols, and like ten minutes before my four hours was up, I had another paracetamol. I just don't. I just don't give a oh fuck. Oh my god, fuck. Gavin, Gavin, did you deliberately overdose? Yeah. Is that a thing you did, Gavin? Oh, I'm, you. I'm putting star. it in the lyrics of my next rap song about how awesome I am. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you've heard it here first. It's we, called we I just don't give a of... fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh, Christ, Christ in heaven, we have a great time. But look, we've had a lot of fun already, and it's only been five minutes. Uh, but I do want to get down to the serious brass tacks, because I've got a question for both of you this week. And because we have question. to be quick this week, because R- R- Laura's going roller discoing. That's yeah, true. Yeah, no, yeah, go, go do That's roller true. derby. Going to go skate around a room and hit people with my butt until they fall over. And, and somehow that's a sport. I, I just know can't a hear of that sport and not think of roller girl. Yeah, there are worse mental pictures to have of how my evening's going to be spent. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what's, what's, your, what's your question, question Jim? Jim? Oh, sorry, I was just uh, imagining worse ways to spend that <laughs> evening. Um, <laughs> uh, so that sounded... That was supposed to sound, like, saucy and ribald. And I'm going to use that word again. Um, <laughs> not ribald. Third time now on the podcast. How many times have you heard it today before now? And then three come along at once. It's like buses. But with, with the word ribald. Four. Bonus. Bulletstorm full clip edition doesn't give you that much value. Right. What were we talking about? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to, to sound saucy. <laughs> I was supposed to sound saucy when I said that, but it did sound vaguely threatening. It's um, fine. It doesn't. It doesn't sound too threatening. We'll just. We'll just have a nice call after the show's over, and we'll. We'll. You know. We'll. We'll do what we need to do, Jim. Yes. Yes. We'll. We'll. We'll sort that. We'll ring that one out. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. The question is this: because I know Laurie, you. You can't. We can't hang around, so we got to get through everything quick. So I'll get the important stuff out of the way first. You two. Theoretically, and we're talking physically, not who's better, who would win out of a fight between Michael Keaton and Buster Keaton? I need to know because... Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Are you sure? Now, bear in mind, we are talking about both men in their prime. Now, whether that's through cloning or, or, or time travel, I don't know. But both men at their prime. Bear in mind, Buster Keaton does have serious credentials as, as, as a physical pugilist and also buster is in his name but bear in mind michael keaton in addition to being one of the men who were the batman is also currently the man who is the vulture so he also has a lot of physicality and experience fighting uh onto My- his belt michael keaton has also experienced edward norton um method acting so when you've been through that kind of uh, relentless pain there you go. You and can he was pretty in much stomach speed. anything. Well, see, he was I in the have... Need for Speed film, which takes <laughs> some fortitude. I, I have a I have a logic for Buster Keaton winning this yeah. because Buster Keaton was born in, I believe, eighteen ninety five, and as such, you know, 
you know, Michael Keaton was one of the Batman, but you know what's darker than Batman? Living in a time when the whole world was black and white. There was no colour yet. You know, Batman films, they have at least some colour in them. Buster Keaton is from the black and white times. That's it. I mean, Michael Keaton... He's more Batman than Batman. Keaton's... Like, I I was just going to say Keaton as a surname. That doesn't help anyone in this conversation. (laughs) Um, Sorry, Michael uh, has a bigger disadvantage than any other former man who was the Batman as well, because he was around at a time where the yellow on the symbol was quite prominent. So he's got Mm. even more colour. So I take you... I take you... Uh, I take that argument. The other thing to consider is I'm not sure where this is being built on the night we do this. This could be before or after Buster Keaton's other fight, um, the Battle of the Busters against Rhymes. So that is also something we've got to consider. We don't know where the clash of the Keatons is coming in. Michael Keaton has another advantage in that he doesn't have to take it on one on the chin because unlike every other... uh, person who wore the bat suit he has no chin this yeah. also is a fair fair thing to say so, it might be why he's currently the man who is the vulture because it makes his neck more prominent like a vulture i i have a i have a a theory of how the the, the two fights we've got a schedule should be playing out we have the keaton fight first buster keaton versus michael keaton buster keaton I, wins because he's He's, yeah, Clash of the Keatons. He wins because he lived in the black and white times. Right. And then he, because he won and he is the victor, he moves on yeah. to the Battle of the Busters. Yeah. And Buster Rhymes ultimately wins that because Buster Rhymes can use words, whereas Buster Keaton was from the black and white silent they times. Never spoke. Yeah, never spoke. Never spoke. So all that all that Buster Rhymes has to do is say. Okay, do you want to win this fight? If so, say anything. And oh. Buster Keaton's lost because he can't say anything. And of course, Buster Rhymes is times. infamous for being a trickster. Like, they often call him <laughs> the Loki of music. So, yeah, I mean, even from a, a mental standpoint, a psychological advantage, Rhymes mm. got it in the bag. Yeah. So that, that's how I, I think this plays out. I, f- I feel Buster, like Diane... Buster wins so that he can go on the Buster fight. I feel like Diane Keaton would whip the shit out of all of them. Oh god, we're gonna to have to rewrite this entire card. Uh, yeah, Alright, in the I meantime know. in the meantime, let's talk about video games. What's on the docket? Ten red rocket. Docket? <laughs> that's my new catchphrase. What's on the docket, red rocket? Uh, that's when you my new catchphrase along is, is with new... Oyoy Savaloy. <laughs> yeah, Oyoy Savaloy. Uh, that's a new so thing, listeners, <laughs> that I'm doing by the way, is going Oyoy Savaloy! I invented I... doing that. Yeah, Savaloy. I got very I got very sad because Jim said oi oi savaloy when I came on the Skype call and then when Gavin came on the Skype call he said oi oi savaloy and I no, got not, very sad. Not the Skype call, the, the Discord call or whatever uh, it is I disc- said I do the Discord months ago. Call. Yeah, that, yeah the, that. that thing. You can lie to old point, listeners, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, my, my point is yeah. I am very upset at the knowledge that Jim has multiple Savaloys in I his life. I've got a lot of Savaloys. I feel that was the only Savaloy. <laughs> i got a lot of Savaloy in my pocket, okay? And that's that's Savaloy, that's not Savaloy, uh, which is something very different. Uh, you know, we I was going earlier. to make a joke about that, and then I was like, no, that's too dark for, for the internet it's to like, hear. Well, we you're going to make news? a joke about Savile Savaloy. <laughs> no, about what Savaloy sounds like as a product. Oh, 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 no. yeah. 
it's no, fine. We'll do the we'll do not. the news. We'll be we'll be behaved. Um, news this week: Bayonetta surprise launched on PC with 4K resolution support. I yep. had a quick look at the port. It's a really solid PC port. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, um, the way they announced it, it would have had to have been good. Like it was yeah. such a it, it was done with that sudden it's here style. If it had turned out to be a shitty port, that would have been a back like a major well, backfire. So. They 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 kind of hinted at this. I think on April Fools, they put up on Steam a PC, mm. a, a side-scrolling bayonetta like mini game. Bayonetta, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, it's very clear that this was going to happen, but I don't think anyone expected it to just be on Steam one day. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I always like it when when uh, companies do that. It's it's. Weird they just did it now, like like there was no real event attached to it or anything. But hey, cool, cool. Um glad it's yeah. it's up. I hope it does well. Um I, I think I said uh, a while back, like years back, like you put something like this on PC, you'll you'll get the sales. Yeah. You know? Like well, people people will like they Bayonetta has struggled to um you know, find a, an audience just being restricted to certain consoles. Uh, hopefully the, the PC uh, will uh, give it a, a massive shot in the arm. Yeah. Well, it came along with an interesting bit of news that followed it, is that, because obviously um, Bayonetta is Sega and Platinum Games. Yeah. Platinum Games put out a bit of news today, and they basically said, hey, if we could, we'd like to just port all of our games to PC. And I'd very much like that, because I like Platinum Games. Yeah, I'll take yeah. all your games on PC. It'd be nice please. for more than three people to get to play Bayonetta two as well. Yeah, I, that nice. that's the one that will never come to like that's that's not coming to PC because yeah, that in. that'll be locked to Nintendo. It's a honestly, no with a capital N. <laughs> yes, that's quite and an good. intend in between it. Yeah, because they intend they do for you to not say intend, oh no that's shit no intend no yo. In, this is not working. Um, that's that's fine. Should we move on to the next bit of news? No yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? Why not? Like, I uh, hope Platinum brings their games to PC. I think yeah. they'll find a huge audience there. Yeah, it'd be. It, it seems like the kind of games that are designed for PC gamers. They love. They love that kind of niche stuff. Um, Mass Effect. Mass Effect Andromeda had an update that. Um, one of the things that I, the only reason I mentioned this is it makes me chuckle. A bit of wordplay someone pointed out. Um, they updated the game. As such, pirates can no longer get get the game to update properly. And <laughs> that's the, pat- the first priority, of course. Well, the 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 patch that the that the pirates can no longer install is the one that fixes how the eyes look in Andromeda. So the pirates don't get the eye patch. Oh, that's that's actually uh, you can't be a pirate without an eye good. patch. <laughs> it's 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 just like that. That wordplay enough was like. Uh, it's kind of a non-story company tries to like stop piracy, but them not getting an eye patch makes it's, me very happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, that's, that's that's a quality goof. It looks, a quality it looks goof. Um, infinitely better, by the way, after that patch. Oh my god, that patch made such a difference to the faces, the eyes in particular, the general like character lighting. They toned down the makeup as well. Yeah, everything looks. It just looks less uncanny valley now, which is nice. Um, yeah. So still, there's that. Still doesn't look, you know, as good as it could. But 
Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it's it's an early access game, so it's <laughs> time. Is is this a good point for Gavin? You've got some more thoughts on Andromeda you wanted to share this week, didn't you? You wanted to talk a bit more about how you're feeling on that. Yeah, very, just, I'll be really quick. Um, I really wish they had taken all that time and resources they had poured into the endless open world bullshit and just poured it into making a more streamlined game like the original trilogy. Because all, all the missions in Mass Effect Andromeda where you're like, the main story and the crew missions, they're all kind of structured and they have set pieces and they're all really fun. But then the 90% of what you're doing in the game is just complete and utter, yeah, unbelievably boring. That you're oh, no, just like, I, why, am I, why on, am I doing this? As I went on, I less and less um, paid attention to side missions and things. You know, I'd see little exclamation marks with blue uh, hexagons yeah. around them and I'm like... Fuck no, <laughs> I, I stopped adding them to my list of things to do and just focused on, you know, the ally, anything under allies and anything under the main ops. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I was just, you know, yeah, I, I, I a... don't have time to do favors for an alien species that should be freaking out that five different <laughs> types of aliens appeared at once. And yeah. instead of like, oh, can you go and get my fucking watch for me? I dropped it down a well. Yeah, like, I, I can see how the change in format, some people are going to love the changes they that were made to this, but I just like this infinitely less than the original trilogy. I liked having, yes, it's a shooter, but it's mainly, hey, run down these corridors and cool, do cool linear space shit. Yeah, I, I, even, I didn't, even I didn't if need this to be had, a big sprawling adventure. Even if they had just had one big open world area and just, like, put a few cool side missions in there. There's really just no need for all this scan 20 rocks and just mm. no yeah. one enjoys that. No one. I, I don't... Yeah, like, it's one of those things I look at as a concept and I'm like, where's the fun in this? It's like when yeah. there mm. are games that, like, pause a cutscene to make you walk for five seconds and then do another cutscene. Like, I, th- I, I oh, have to think Andromeda back and, like... So like, what developer that? does that on purpose? Like, yeah. what developer is sitting there doing yeah. that and like, why? There's, there's missions in Andromeda where it's like, go to this planet and talk to this person. And it's like, okay, you go through three loading screens. You have to uh, uh, you have to get onto your ship, which oh, you God, can't yeah. do without the cutscene for leaving the planet. Then you have to go to another galaxy, another fucking cutscene. Go to the planet, which now thankfully you can skip. Land on the planet, which is another cutscene. Drive for like five minutes, whatever. Get ten seconds of dialogue, and at which point they tell you, "Oh yeah, you have to do this because it's on another planet in another system." And you're just like, <laughs> "Either oh, that, or come it's normally on. it normally it's back on your fucking ship in the first place, or yeah. something like that." Yeah. Just some oh, that is so annoying bollocks. as well. They they have mission objectives that's like talk to someone on the ship, which means leaving the fucking planet and then coming back to the planet. <laughs> oh. Um, so the thing that annoyed me about the scanning when you're on planet... Give Ryder a fucking cell phone! I, it's the I future, Bioware! I don't, mind, I don't mind the planet scanning when it's like a thing where you're looking at a planet from above and you're like, ah, oh, let's do planet scanning and whatnot. That, like, you know, the way they did it in the original trilogy, I'm all right with that because Ew, sometimes Laura, I'm just... how could you? Well, sometimes <laughs> you're no I'm longer just, friends. <laughs> well, here's... Let me finish my thought. I'm sometimes I'm just in the mood for a nice like repetitive action I can be doing that'll be working towards the game and I'm fine with sitting and scanning planets if that's what I'm doing. 
I don't like the planet scanning in Andromeda when you're down on the planet, like in shooter mode, and then you have to scan things. Because I don't want to be stopping having fun shooting things to scan things. No, let me keep exploring and shooting things. Because I don't want to that's do the scanning cool gameplay planets loop. at all. I hope I the next game has no scanning, scanning planets. But uh, I don't. I don't like the scanner. As a as an object, I, mean, I have when I'm third person running I, around the world. I dislike the scanning so much that it's a lyric in you know who what song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say uh, one thing: it's it's supposed to be a universe where you can travel from one galaxy to another, and yet to check your email, you can't even be on a planet. Did, didn't you know um, that the atmosphere of the planet stops emails? I, why do I have to be on my spaceship to check my... I, and Sam, I'm checking Sam my email right now. Your not on my computer. Can download more teraflops than an Xbox Scorpion. Uh, but it can't have an email on it. Do we do we want to mention the Scorpio specs thing that happened this week that was bigged up as some big thing? The thing is, I still haven't caught up on that because I was watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, believe time. it or not, you probably had a better time. No, Did I anyone, had the best time of my or... life. I just suddenly started seeing headlines about the Scorpio. Uh, I was like, oh. okay, yeah, this so is all the... really interesting, right? But first yeah. of all, let us all acknowledge that Mortal Kombat Annihilation is the greatest movie in the world. <laughs> and and I think everybody should watch it. Uh, the spin-off Doctor's episode on it already went up uh, on the, the site, or on this very feed even. You can oh. listen to that if you want. But you should see the film. Uh, I tell you, it's way more funny than the Xbox Scorpio. I don't even think the Xbox Scorpio has made me laugh once. So, yeah, the the deal for you, Gav, asking if there was an event, there was a live-streamed event that was run by Eurogamer and Digital Foundry, um, where they basically got Microsoft in to talk about, to announce the tech specs for the Scorpio, and then, oh. like the next, the next hour of the live stream was Eurogamer and Digital Foundry talking about how amazing and groundbreaking these specs are that they got to announce, and how exciting the specs they got to announce were. I which can't kind wait. Of felt to, I can't wait weird. to play no games on those amazing. Yeah, specs. this this is the entire problem with the presentation. They their presentation basically boiled down to. Uh, we're we're saying that games will run natively at four K sixty FPS, but. Doesn't you fix know the problem bullshit. that there's no games. You know well, that's like, not true. It's, let's it's, say you're going to get maybe a racing game in 60 FPS, but every yeah. other game that's on that system is going to be. Terrible. I'll say this: in fairness, in fairness, the PS4 Pro, like I have noticed a solid uptick in games running at uh, 60 FPS uh, since uh, they, the PS4 Pro came out. They're running at 60 FPS, but they're not running at like true 4K. They're running at a weird interlaced kind of 4K. That is, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, true. That is true. But like, let's say hypothetically, this this claim is correct. Games are going to run at 4K 60 FPS. Right. It yeah, doesn't sure. fix. It doesn't fix the problem that there's nothing that anyone wants to play on the Xbox right now. I mean, but, you know, it, like. <laughs> If you bought it for third-party games and you're just playing that, you don't have a PS4 and everything, I'm sure you're getting a ton of use out of it. Mm. And that's that's fine and dandy, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, in terms of a competitive edge, uh, no. 
the, 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 the Xbox One has nothing software-wise above the competition, and I think I... really people give more of a yeah. shit about that than... 4K 60 frames per second. I uh, I would I would rather you know. I would rather have Scalebound still be a game that was coming to the yes. the Xbox One than I would have the Xbox Scorpion be a thing that exists. Yes. That, I would that, rather I, have I a agree. new game a, a new exclusive on my Xbox One than have a new expensive Xbox One available to buy. Yeah, Laura, I could it's happily got a never racing play game. A, game. a racing yeah. game with cars. Fast cars. It's already on the Xbox One. I mean, uh, how could you not want one? Yeah, how how could I not want to spend a fortune to play Forza at 4K 60 FPS? I'm trying Isn't to remember that the dream. I'm trying to remember the last Xbox One game I even reviewed. Gears Four, uh, maybe. That Gears was the last Four, one it I might played. have been it. Yeah. It might have been it. Um, that was a good Recore, game, but if that came out after. Might I'm been... trying. I'm trying to find out what Xbox exclusives there were yeah. as we talk, so I can have Halo, a look at this. Halo Wars Two came out recently. Um, I know that much. Uh, it didn't get too much attention, I don't think. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise because the first one came out, but it didn't really, you know, have much staying power. No one, you know, does, it wasn't remembered as a great classic or anything. Does Halo Wars come out on PC? Because I, I feel no like idea. the PC audience would be more into the whole RTS. I'm guessing it does, and I'm guessing it does through Windows 10, you know, the Windows Store. Yeah, I think it was their, their buy, yeah, buy it, play anywhere things. Yeah, and by play anywhere, they mean don't play on Steam. Uh, they mean play on Windows 10. I'm I'm having a look at Xbox One exclusives that like I, ca- I care about that stayed exclusive. There was... The first Titanfall was Xbox One exclusive. I remember Sun- that. Yeah. Sunset so Overdrive we... back at the launch. That was pretty good. Uh, that was they all had right, yeah. Quantum Break was all right. I thought Quantum Break Infamous... was, um, oh, no, that was equally PS4, as great as Uncharted Four. Um, Gears Four. Yeah. Gears, Gears of War was... Ultimate. Gears Four it was, was good, Five. but it wasn't very inspiring. No, yeah, that's exactly um, it. Yeah, the Forza, the Forza games, and the Dead Rising games. Yeah, um, and that's that's pretty much it. There was Recall that wasn't terribly good at all. Uh, I I I thought Recall was good, but I not I great. wanted was... I wanted to like it, but I got frustrated so often at <laughs> it. There there were definitely things holding it back. I certainly don't blame anyone who liked it less than me. I thought yeah. I was going to be one of the lowest scoring ones, and I I think I ended up being one of the highest scorer with a seven. Um, you know what? It was as in... good as Breath of the Wild. When they announce Crackdown 3 properly and give that a release date, that's when I'll be digging my Xbox back out. I'll be happy to hear about Crackdown 3 again, yeah. Yeah, give me yeah. all the Crackdown you want. Give me um, more Crackdown. Yes, and they please. better I, They better keep the noise for the orbs in. There's, there's <laughs> rarely been a, a noise as satisfying in a video game as collecting the orbs in Crackdown. They did collect a thumbs, but good, they did. Mm. I like. What do you want about? Genius, really. The more orbs you get, the higher you can jump. That was just a really simple, clever idea to make you, you know, able to get more orbs by getting orbs. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's nice when there are good collector thons. Cough, cough, ukulele. Um, (laughs) Oh, good ukulele. 
Ukulele is my favourite video game. Game of the year. Better than Horizon and Zelda. (laughs) Jim, do you know why you don't like ukulele? It's it's because you didn't grow up with 3D platformers, Jim. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. it's because I'm... Ten years old. Yeah, you didn't grow up with the N64 games. They weren't your childhood, Jim. Are these people that just hear my voice and think I actually am ten years old? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Right. uh, Let let me just say right now, while we're on the subject of fantastic fucking games, that Sexy Brutal is a masterpiece, and I think everyone should play it in the world. So... I'm but just he's gonna a, say he's, you're, you're, the funny thing is he sounds sarcastic now, but he's actually not being sarcastic. Yeah, I'm That's pretty sure you, I... you did that in the same voice as the Mortal Kombat <laughs> talk, and I'm like, one of them is considerably better than the he other. Ge- I've heard. Yeah, he genuinely likes this one, I think. Yeah, but no, I genuinely love Mortal Kombat Annihilation, though. Don't don't get me wrong. That go to Conrad Zimmerman's YouTube channel, by the way. It's just Conrad Zimmerman, and look up the music video he made for Mortal Kombat Annihilation because it's the best thing in the world, um, alongside Mortal Kombat Annihilation and the Sexy Brutal. They're, they're all the best things in the world. The Sexy Brutal is a puzzle game, and before you go, oh, I hate puzzle games. I'm not that fond of puzzle. There's only a few puzzle games I really get on with. Um, it's got to be a very particular kind of uh, puzzle game to really grab me and the sexy brutal is one of those uh, mainly because it's not really about solving you know straightforward puzzles it's not like the witness or anything like that it's a story kind of it it, it it's a it's groundhog day you rewind the the day and then events are set into motion for somebody's murder and you have to be, and you've got to do it unseen, because for anomalous reasons, your character shouldn't be there. Um, so it disrupts the world if you're in the same room as someone else. So you've got to like spy through doors and hide in cupboards and things, uh, and basically observe. You, you can track the victims, you can track the killers. It's no mystery who the killers are, they're all the staff of the Sexy Brutal Casino Hotel. And they're all offing the guests in various macabre ways. And your job is to see the murders unfold, pick up clues, learn how it was done, learn ways to undo it, rewind, and then try and fuck up the plan before it happens. So you can reset the clock as many times as you want and to track different people or try and learn different things. Uh, And sometimes, you know... Definitely it's worth watching every murder passively without worrying about saving them because some of the death scenes are just incredible in terms of the way they're paced and directed, the music that accompanies... The soundtrack's fucking incredible. Um, The art style's great. It's got creepy masks in it, so of course I like that. Um, It's got a really good dark sense of humour, and the ending, which should be bullshit, is actually... It works here, but just because it's done so well. It, it's an incredible fucking accomplishment. I reviewed it on the Gymquisition. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, it's, as a 10 out of 10, it's an obvious uh, Game of the Year um, winner, essentially. Uh, a 10's pretty much a, a guarantee. So, it, right there, I'm talking about a Game of the Year. So, I cannot stop. I, I, I cannot praise the game enough, I don't think. Uh, so... You know, at least give it a look. Because I, I will also admit, it, it will not be for everyone. 
So do check out the trailers. Um, they're what really sort of sold me on it at first. I saw the trailers and just saw how well done they were. Uh, Is it difficult? Uh, difficult? No. Because I'm thinking uh, about it for someone I know who's not really a big gamer but loves murder mystery stuff. Yeah, well, I actually did the same thing. Um, I actually bought it for a friend of mine. Uh, she's uh, not really a, a game player, but she loved L.A. Noir, And, you know, likes games like that where it's not about the action so much as the deduction and, and working things out. And that's what this game's about entirely, is about obs- observation and deduction. Uh, and often the solutions are deceptively simple. Uh, there are sometimes where the biggest barrier was me overthinking a thing where it's like, oh, I've got to save these two people at once, um, which means I've got to be in two. It'll be like being in two places at once. And it's not because you you start to realize that you can uh, uh, dealing with one person has a knock on effect. So in, in, a, in a way, you are still solving one puzzle. Um, and it, it really is just about watching and picking up on things people say. And it's not like the game's obscure with it. Often very important things will be highlighted in red in the dialogue text. So you'll know, you know, they said something about, say, uh, a switch or something like that. And you know, okay, so a switch is an important part of this. So it lets you know what's important. It doesn't tell you exactly how things are important, and that's for you to work out. But there's at no point was I ever stuck to the point of um, feeling frustrated. I was only ever challenged just enough to think, okay, well, now I've got to stop and think about this. Mm. And, you know, maybe every now and then I had to reset the day uh, one or two times more than I would have liked to. Um, and, and there is some repetition with having to see a few things more than once because everything plays out again. Um, but for the whole, so long as you've got a, a keen logical mind and a, and a good eye for detail... Uh, it it's not difficult so much as it is just uh, it just makes you think. Yeah, cool. I have some thoughts on this because you, Jim, like two days ago, were espousing the uh, the the praises of this game, and I saw you mentioning this on Facebook, and I was like, okay, okay. If Jim's saying that he thinks this is going to be, because I I think you said that you were like, yeah, I think this is going to be your kind of thing. I checked out a tra- a trailer on Steam. I was really not sold by the trailer. If I just watched the trailer without your recommendation, I would have completely ignored the hell out of this game. I would okay. never, I would never have given it the time of day. I don't know what it was about the trailer. It was. I was going to ask what what turned um, you off. That is the, uh... I, the thing I can best nail down watching the trailer that was sticking in my head was I really didn't like the look of the gameplay in the Steam trailer that looked like a lot of just like, oh, it's a sort of isometric top-down view of this like cheapish-looking character running around a couple of rooms. And it didn't really show me anything that yeah, looked yeah. mechanically interesting. I think that is an issue. Like, mm. the, the the trailers that, that really like made me give it a chance, because I was worried about it, because I don't normally touch a game like that that just appears in my inbox unbidden, um, much less contact them back and request a code um was the character trailers which mm. focused less on the gameplay and more on the story and the humor which yes. is i think is it's as equally important to the game as the gameplay um because it's hard i think it's hard to show 
just how clever some of the gameplay is yeah. this... uh, with the trailer. And especially because a yeah. lot of the truly brilliant stuff, to see it is to instantly spoil it. Because mm. the sol- it, it shows a solution. And the solutions, I feel, they're the things that made me think, this is brilliant. Yeah, Once this... it slots into place, it's like, this yeah. is great. So but this, it's this... got to slot into place. Yeah, this is where I was kind of going, is that the trailer they have on Steam does not sell this game well. I've since seen the character trailers, and I totally agree. They do a much better job of, of showcasing this game. I think they made a big mistake by putting the gameplay heavy trailer as their one on the the steam page i would not have ever paid any more attention to it in that situation but i picked it up and i've started playing it and oh my god jim you were right this is a really bloody good game (laughs) right Uh, yeah i think it's a really bloody good game that i if not for your recommendation i would never have given the time of day and I think that's going to be a big problem this game faces, is because simple screenshots and simple gameplay footage do not sell the game. They they don't. Um, and, and the things that really sell it are almost all spoilers. Um, I was... Uh, in the video I did on, on YouTube, I did a, a Jim Impressions video, I added a bit at the end... Because I said, just if you're if you're really not convinced already, and you don't care too much about spoilers, and I just showed them the death of a character called Tequila Bell. Um, I didn't show the solution because the the rescue of Tequila Bell is is almost as as brilliant as as her death. But her death scene is just, in terms of the way it's done, the style of it. Um, it's not the most creative death in the game, even, but the style of it and the music that accompanies it. It's exquisite. It, it's just a beautiful scene. And that's the kind of stuff that sells the game, but can't be used to sell the game because it gives too much away. Uh, and, and that's going to be such a struggle, this says. I saw people looking at it just from the screenshots and they're like, eh, it looks like a point-and-click. I don't want that. I don't like point-and-clicks. It's, like, it's not a point-and-click game. Um, it doesn't even operate like an adventure game or even like a traditional puzzle game per se um it's so i know like a lot of people compared it to ghost trick which i admit i've not played but have heard a lot of great things about and i'm tempted to uh pick up after seeing it compared to this so much but that does seem to be the closest comparison people have is ghost trick uh, but, but otherwise, I, I just I gotta say, if you if you look at it and you think, well, I don't like puzzles, I don't like point and clicks. Yeah. Like I'm someone who doesn't normally cover those games. Um, not even because I don't like them so much; it's just because I don't consider myself all that great at them. I don't have the mind for them, and therefore I, I generally, unless it's a particular kind of puzzler, don't feel all that confident doing a video or doing coverage mm. of this. This was so so far up my alley. You know, it could have. I don't know, something about Arsenal's. Yeah. I would say, if you if you read Jim's review and it sounds interesting, but you also watch a, watch a trailer and the gameplay just doesn't look interesting, don't let that be the thing that turns you off if what Jim's saying about the game sounds good to you, because, oh gosh, this is a good game that I almost passed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I almost passed it up. If, if, I, if it wasn't for the fact that... Uh, I think the the first email I ever saw of it was one of the characters. It was the the girl character with a skull mask. So it immediately caught my eye. Um, if it wasn't for that lucky sort of glimpse at that, I think I'd have have, have ignored it. 
The name as well helped, actually. Getting an email with the sexy brutal in the title, I'm like, well, at the very worst, this could be something like Bloody Boobs or one of those other sort of terribly toned death Steam games. See, I Um, I assumed it was one of those, which is why I didn't bother with it, because I, (laughs) unlike you, don't have a series about, you know, making fun of the bad things on Steam. So I was like... If, this sounds like a bad, like, clickbaity steam shovelware thing. Uh. Yeah, like it's a weird thing because it's, uh, it's a great name. I, I genuinely do feel it's a great name. Um, it's, it's a great name for the casino they have, and it does. When you look at it, it, it does actually describe the game. Um, but it, it it could give people the wrong idea. I saw a lot of people in in comments say, "Well, I heard the name, and it's that that turned me off." Whereas a, me, I'm like, it reminded me of like a machine for pigs as one of those names that yeah. don't say a lot outwardly, but make me instantly curious. It's a really fitting name that completely turned me off the game until I played it. Having played it, it's a very fitting name. It did not sell me. That that name didn't sound like something I wanted to play. Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. It's... Uh... Yeah, this this game had I think this game had a ton going against it before it came out. It it, it had a name that's clearly turned people off. Uh, it doesn't look that great in screenshots and gameplay trailers. Um, and, and and yeah, it, it 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 wasn't even that well known. You know, no one had even heard of it. And so I do think the honestly, I, th- I it, it's gonna ride on critical acclaim. This one, I think that's where this game's hope lies, and hopefully. Um, just because I, I genuinely believe this game deserves it. It, it gets attention now. Um, Patrick Klepek actually tweeted at me and said they, they'd not heard of it until mm. I, I was talking about it. So hopefully, the you know other bigger critics sort of pay attention to it and uh, you, know, you know either like it or hate it, but at least give it a chance. That's actually a top uh, something that's really interesting to me is how much the. Um how much stuff that's really, really popular the mainstream games media misses and doesn't see. Like, Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The, like, I don't play League the, of Legends, the biggest game in the fucking world, you know? Or yeah, Dota, whichever one. Like, I don't even know. That's how out of touch I am with the stuff that's actually important in gaming. <laughs> like, there's a, a Discord chat with... Um, there's about 11 people in there of, like, they're all people who do what I do. Like, um, yeah. music, like, largely influenced by video games and stuff and uh like every other one of them i think except me has been doing songs about this game called uh bendy and the ink machine i think it's called and these songs are getting like i'm telling you 15 20 million views more than anything i've ever done and this game is massive like absolutely huge and if it wasn't for the songs of the friend's I have, I would never have even heard of it. Yeah, I think because you don't hear about it on Twitter or games media. The games, the games industry is such a weird, huge thing that all of our own little pockets think that we know everything about what's going on, and there are so many sections that we aren't keeping an eye on. Yeah, there are whole worlds that that don't get touched, and 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 that's true of not just the media side of it, but the community side of it, like the. The core gamers, you know, the ones that, that still subscribe to that term, um, like 
a lot of them would probably not have been big WoW players or, or certainly not big FIFA or Madden players. And yet, you know, mm. those are the games that are the big massive sellers. The um, there, there's this often, like, like gaming is so much more yeah. segmented and diverse in weird gated ways that, mm. that a lot of us don't ever really consider when we're down in the woods just seeing the trees, you know? Uh, it's, it is a, a fun thing to think about sometimes. Every now and then I will just step back and think, you know what, I never really played WoW, never really got into any of those, uh, you know, Dota MOBA-style games, yeah. and yet they're, they're wished, the big thing. I wish I liked uh, League of Legends because that's where <laughs> the big... <laughs> The big views are as well, but I just yeah. I won't it's make like, songs about a, stuff I don't give a shit about. I came to appreciate, at the very least, um, hero-based gameplay yeah. uh, through um, you know Overwatch and Battleborn. Um, but as far as the, the the actual you know originators of such games came um, go, I played the the Blizzard one. Is it Heroes of the Storm? Yeah. Um, a friend of mine who I actually very briefly mentioned at the beginning, um, the the roller derby girl I know, um, she, she was teaching me how to play it. Like like I was I, I liked being the big fat guy from <laughs> Diablo three. Aussie is it is it um, no. I know it's the Lord of Lies because every now and then I'll go Lord of Lies while walking <laughs> around the house. Um, Os- Asmodeus, well, yeah, Lord Belial. That's it, Belial, Lord of Lies. Um, <laughs> that's what he says in Diablo Three. Uh, and every now and then I'll just say, "I'm going to say that a lot today." I think now. Um, anyway, anyway, back to the story. So yeah. I liked being Belial in it, and. And, and that was fun for a bit, but I never really played it again. Um, and I've I, got all this other stuff. I've got all these way less important games to cover for my work because I, for some reason, paradoxically consider them more important. I wish I was into MOBAs um, and esports, mainly because during the time that I've like been making this my full-time job, those are the new editorial positions at every outlet opening up, esports editors and MOBA editors. And I'm like... Why, why, why can I not find it in me to care about these genres? Oh no! Um, right, what else we got on the topic list? Uh, oh, we've got a story that involves telling the developer of, of of a franchise to fuck off, which is always a good news story. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So once upon a time, let me paint you a lovely word picture. Peter Moore, who's now that that person at where is he? EA. You usually see him on the uh, EA E3 stage. Is yeah, that yeah. Is? He's, he's still with EA, that I Cheshire so. cat yeah. sod. Well, once upon a time, back in the day, he was Sega of America's chief operating officer. And this was right around the time that Sega's console business was about to die completely. And... He, he working in America, was doing focus groups with a bunch of teenagers and basically being like, hey, so think of a games console and tell us what family member you associate it with. And when he asked the teenagers what they thought of Sega consoles, they said, it's like your granddad that thinks that he's cool, but he's really not anymore. Yeah. So Peter Moore went back to Japan and tried to tell Sega of Japan, hey... American teenagers do not think this brand is cool and it's gonna die off. We need to do something about this. They did not believe Peter Moore. They believed he had invented and fabricated his uh, 
his statistics about what American teenagers thought of Sega consoles. Because, uh, that, because why wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, because why wouldn't he? So he went to the creator of Sonic and said, fuck off. And just told the creator <laughs> of Sonic to fuck off. Because the creator of Sonic believed that Peter Moore had fabricated statistics about how about how Sega consoles were about to die off and then That's they died off. Wow. That is that that is an amazing tale. Um oh I, God, there's there's a lot of people that I'd love to tell to fuck off. And ironically Peter Moore's one of them. Uh, yeah. but it's a good story. It is a good story. As, like, considering that their consoles died very shortly after, like, it must have been so satisfying to tell them to fuck off. Like, you know, I tried to warn you. I, I tried to warn you your consoles was going to die and then get to be a bit smug as the company that you are chief operating yeah. officer dies. It was, it a, was a funnier story. It was a funnier story when I read it initially because I read Peter Moore, but my brain said Peter Molyneux. I so in my <laughs> mind I had like, uh, sorry to inform you about this Sonic shit. Fuck off! <laughs> I'm going on a plane back to Britain right now. Fuck off! Uh, See you when in, the Dreamcast's in a trash can. Fuck off! In my head, Peter Molyneux and Peter Moore are fairly interchangeable. Like I could slot one <laughs> in for the other fairly easily. Oh, I'd love to see them slot into each other. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, this has never happened before. I tell you, next time will be so much more spectacular. Uh, I apologise. Uh, uh, I have so many emotions. <laughs> it's okay. I, I have Don't so worry many about emotions it. about what we are doing here. Oh, looks like David Cage is watching. That's how Peter Moore sounds, by the way. That's my voice for him. I thought the go on, why don't you give it another go, Peter Molyneux? Um, do you mind if if I have a dog watching? It's I... it's it's not a it's not a sex thing. It's an emotional thing. I... I, I'm I'm not a sex pervert. Come back, Peter. I'm not a sex pervert. I, I promise I'm not a sex pervert. I'm Peter I, Molyneux. I thought your Peter Molyneux voice was your Peter Moore voice, because you usually give Peter Molyneux a French accent when you voice him. No, that's David Cage. Oh, yeah, that is David Cage. Yeah, that's why... I, I, didn't yeah, like, I, I thought oh. you were just having David Cage masturbate in the corner. That's... No, that's what I, I thought you had. You were this doing. Is, this is how interchangeable the three of those people are for me. Is that well, I that's... just... <laughs> I, I I forgot that like oh yeah Peter Molyneux was that one that I interviewed not the one that that's that is French. Okay, well just to straighten <laughs> this out for the listener, Peter Molyneux bangs Peter Moore. David Cage watches. Okay, okay. okay we've and now that we have up. our podcast title for today, shall we wrap things up? Or oh, oh no, we've still got quite a bit of time to fill. Well, we've got a thing that that Gavin has on the uh, on the the list. Do you want Do you want to bring up the thing that you suggested we should maybe talk about this week because we've not talked about it for a while, Gav? If only if you want to, if there's time. Oh, I'm I'm up for it, and we've we've got like what we've got a good ten minutes at least to to fill to fill the air with. So do the thing, Gav. Um. Okay. Well, it was just uh, Rachel's been watching this show called Thirteen Reasons Why. Mm. And uh, apparently it's quite a big popular show at the moment and it's based on a book and it's all mm. about um, kind of bullying in school and how it ruins a girl's life. And it's told in reverse by her kind of uh, through these tapes. And it's like it was interesting. I only watched like actually the last episode, <laughs> but it got me thinking to how difficult it must be to, to deal with bullying in the social media age as a kid mm. because um 
I think we've talked about it before, how we also experienced kind of bullying in school. Me, it was more just because I was a nerd or whatever. But um, at least when we came home, it was over for a while. You know, I can't imagine mm-hmm. what it's like. Stuff like Facebook, people, you know, bullying with photos going around on social media. And mm. just what I want to say to anyone who's going through that or who's been through that is just keep going because once school ends that shit is all over and the roles that people try to put you into during your school time they won't last forever and mm. they don't define you and they never will yeah i i have some thoughts on this cuz like you know i i get my fair amount of shit online at this point still and i yeah. you know i get through it relatively okay now but i'm well aware that the amount of social media shit that I deal with, if I had to deal with half of this while I was still a teenager, this would have been, like, I'd have struggled so much to deal with this kind of thing. Like, the the inability... The, the feeling that you can't walk away from, from stuff because it, it, it just keeps going mm-hmm. can get really overwhelming. And I know, you know, how, how difficult that kind of stuff can be. Um, I, I definitely... They- yeah, it Sorry. can sound yes. really, it can sound really patronizing to say talk to someone because I know a lot of the time parents and teachers and other students they aren't any help. But mm-hmm. in in a positive for the internet age, there are other options. There's Reddit communities, mm-hmm. like there's there's communities like Our Depression, which is if you're feeling, you know, really down and low, you can talk to them, and there are people on those subs who will at least give you an ear. And at least help you to yeah. feel like you're not completely alone in the world, you know? And if if nothing else, I want to say to people, like, if you're dealing with depression or if you're particularly if you're dealing with suicidal feelings, they can be tough to get through. Don't let the fact that you're experiencing them feel like you you you've like something's I, I'm trying to work out how best to phrase this. Don't feel like you failed because you're experiencing those feelings, because I promise you, you're not alone in that. I mm. I still, to this day, experience suicidal thoughts and feelings that I have to, to deal with. And, you know, sometimes getting, getting past those moments can be as simple as there's a, a new season of that TV show I like coming out at the end of the year and I'll I'll hang around at least long enough to see that or that there, there's an album coming out from a band I like and it might seem really silly to suggest stuff like that but mm-hmm. sometimes but that's just, the kind of creatures we yeah, are isn't it it's so, sometimes just something to stick around for mm. and something a little, little bit at a time is enough as well yeah yeah just looking for those things of what a, what can I stick around for next and what's going to get me a little bit further? And also you, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard not to, um, it's really hard not to see this when you're in school, but for every nasty person who likes hurting other people, there are 10 times as many good people who want to see yeah. other people do well and succeed and be happy. Yeah. I know it's, it can feel it, in, in school. A lot of people haven't quite developed that ability to, to have that empathy yet but trust me most people they do have it and and life gets so much better after school we've said that before people who tell you it's the best years of your life are are full of shit (laughs) things things really do get better but like Mm. again just it's just know that you're not alone in these things talk to someone because there are so many people out there who will have experienced similar things that can at the very least help you get through 
a little bit more time here and there. And, you know, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes just that next little bit of time and that next little bit of time is just, it all adds up. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you're still here. So well done you for sticking around. You have made it this far. Nothing in your life has beaten you yet. You can do this. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Um... I wrote a little post about it, so maybe we can like link it on the. the I'll link it on the. I'll link it on the uh, in the post. Remind me because you know what my. Uh, yeah. You know what my brain's like. Um, I, I, I guess I'll. I, I was deliberately quiet through all that, um, yeah. just to let people get everything out. Uh, I, I'll, I guess I'll add to say that I, you know, I was bullied at school, obviously, um, for every obvious reason you could now imagine. Um, also uh, bullied at home um, to a worse degree. Uh, and so they're, you know, I, I, I also know what it's like for those who who maybe feel like they don't have an escape as well, mm-hmm. um, that there isn't a switch off. Um, and, and I still try and reach out to people where and when you can. Um, do try and talk to people. Um I, I know that can be extra scary when it's at home, but but try and talk to people you trust, people who you know won't fly off the handle and do something reckless mm. on your behalf that you may or may not you know want them to do that you may mm. not want them to do, mm. um, and also just you know I I eventually channeled all of that into wearing cornflakes and saran wrap <laughs> around my head and. You know, pretending to fuck pogs and putting flashlights into bug lens. And, and I turned all of that, that sort of ghastly childhood experience into something creative, something artistic. <laughs> um, basically, what I'm saying is, I, I you know, it, it's just uh, to, to, to use a, a very overused phrase, I turned out okay. And I realise mm. the kind of people who say I turned out okay normally aren't the people who turned out okay. But I do think I turned out all right. Um, I, you know, I swore to, to never bring that kind of horror to a, a, a family house the way uh, it mm. was brought to mine. And I, I think, fingers crossed, that I've done a good job there. Um, that I've done a good job with, um, you know, a family and, and maintaining a house and... and maintaining a, a a fantastic job in that and, and 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 that it can be done and that you can um find success and confidence in yourself no matter how much people will try and tear that confidence down um and you know and and, and it can still happen as, as as an adult but as you you grow you will um uh, you will find those things that that confirm to you that you are you you are worth the investment you're putting in yourself, and you're worth pe- other people investing in you as well. Yeah, yeah. Just just keep going. You've you whoever you are out there, you got this. You'll be okay. Yeah, and and like honestly, I don't want to be down a listener. So hang in if. For nothing else, for me, the the most important thing in anybody's life, if that, they that are can be the little should thing. be, yeah. Like I, I, I mean, well, I'm not a little thing, um, but <laughs> you know, like don't let me down, and that goes double if you're, you know, a Patreon patron, because you know, I, I, I've still got to keep making a living. All right, 
don't be, <laughs> don't be ruining Jim's income. Yeah, Faci- no facetiousness aside, do please, uh, you know, be all right. I guess is is the 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 way to put it. Is yeah, yeah. be all right. Do us a favor and be all right, mate. Yeah, and you, you you're great, and that. Now we now we've got to do the awkward transition to promoting yeah. ourselves. At least, <laughs> at least we can all just like keep going long enough to see him kicked out of the fucking White House. Yes. All right, can we at least make that act? <laughs> Sorry, I brought my politics into the it's, video game it's, discussion no, again. You make the good point of a thing you would like to see. Just stick around long enough to see things you want to see in the world. That's it. Come on, outlive the. Okay, here's some good news, by the way. By the way, yeah, yeah. To 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 get us on a more positive uh, a more positive note. That's it. We are about to wrap up, so yeah, it's really it's really quick. Uh, We, as in Ireland, we just became the first ever country to carry out a national LGBT youth strategy. Fuck yeah! Nice. Woo. So that's that's going to be happening over the next year. With go, our, with our government go lug butts. Go LGBT lug butts. Which is pretty amazing, considering 20 years ago we were still in the doldrums of Catholic hell, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a... I mean, Ireland, there was a lot of sort of repression um, societally, so for it to become a kind of... I would say um, one of the leaders, like, historically now, mm-hmm. um, in terms of culture, that... That you know that side of culture, uh, LGBTQ uh, culture, is it's just wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. to, we, to hear. We... I mean, that's another thing that that's worth giving to people as a kind of ray of light if they feel like, especially with the way things are going in uh, certain places, yeah. like things are moving back in time and things are just sort of getting worse again for people who were starting to see some lights at the end of the tunnel. Is that that's not actually how history plays out, and that. History is is not going to look kindly on on the places where that kind of stuff is is you know where where Ireland's attitude is not the norm and and that and, we are and, pulling towards a world where that is the norm. And don't get me wrong, we're completely backwards on some things still, but at least that's somewhere that's a way we're moving forward. Isn't everywhere? Um, yeah. Isn't everywhere, including this podcast, um, <laughs> at least because our sense of humour is. I mean, bordering on the 1920s. Easy as one, two... Th- I fucked it up. Laura, how do people find out more of your stuff if they want to listen to more and see more of your work? Where where, where can you find me and my stuff? Uh, 126AB6, yeah. that's where. No, you can find me at, at, at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Please go chuck me a dollar or a pound a month or whatever to keep me doing this bullshit. Uh, Laura K Buzz, let's play video games, those are the things. Awesome. And Gavin, oi oi samalai! How do people listen to your music? Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter, and hopefully next Wednesday when we record this will be the day after the announce and trailer comes out for the game that I've been working on musically with my music in the trailer. Well, fuck me while I shit. I can't hopefully. wait to see that. Yeah. That's the All plan right, anyway. fingers crossed. Hopefully, hope we see that soon because uh, this is starting to sound a little bit like vaporware, Gav, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of vaporware. Uh, 
uh, a little bit like sadness for the Wii, mate. Uh, <laughs> a little bit like Jim Sterling's licensed game experience, mate. Um, that is still coming, by the way. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the Jimquisition and Podquisition and everything. Um, do leave it a nice review on iTunes if you want. Apparently that always helps get the, the podcast out there, and it's always nice to have more listeners. Uh, just, just more people to alienate and upset with our tawdry rubbish. Uh, until next time, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye.